The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. You are here with another show of the You Better Live. You don't know how I come through every Thursday live at 7. I'm here, and I'm on time. A little couple of minutes after, <laughs> but I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Praise God. Yes, y'all. We got a lot to talk about tonight, and guess what? Even if you're not going to talk about it with me, y'all know I'm going to talk y'all heads off. And then my camera, right here, look, got my head cut, chopped off. Look, my bun is bonded, but it's all right. Y'all already know. Uh, with the locks be looking like. I hope everyone is feeling good. Everyone is feeling blessed because me, I'm all right. But something, you know, kind of like a mess. Like the sun is shining and I'm thanking God for the rain. You know what I mean? Because even outside of the sun, baby, it has been shade. Look, now I'm speaking in subliminal messages because it's been some shade thrown my way and I ain't talking about from the trees, okay? If you know, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about it uh, later on in the show, my little personal stuff. Because y'all know I always say, if I want to come on here and talk other people's business, they're going to write, I'm going to tell y'all minds. But not too much, because guess what? People, like they say, you can't say nothing, you put all your business out there, and then people talk about it, right? <laughs> you really can't, but that's what we do. Anyhow, tonight's topic is something has to be done. And everything that I'm bringing up tonight, something... It's got to be done about it. It's a mess. I'm going to give you all a couple of updates on some things that I already had talked about. I had somebody also very dear to me, my godmother, who reached out to me about one of her issues that she's dealing with. Oh, I had definitely got to put that on blade. She said, oh, Chesty, I don't, you know, and I don't want to get you in trouble. Oh, you ain't going to get me in trouble. You came to the right place. This is Be Exposed Radio, and it definitely has to be exposed. So I'm going to expose it right here on my platform. And if anybody's out there listening that can give us some advice or some tips on what to do with her matter, once I talk about it and bring it up, right? I got to give y'all a little bit anticipate. You know what I mean? I got to get y'all a little bit anxious about what in the head what it's all about, right? Um, but it's a mess. It is a mess. I'm telling you, we go through tests at the test at the test, but make sure you get your rest because without rest, you cannot be your best. All right, let's get this started out. Y'all already know what I do. What I do, Grace is already up in this space, but you know, I stay prayed up and praised up. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, so I just always like to start my show off um, with just giving thanks and honor to God, praying for you all, thanking God that we are being kept and not sweat, okay? Even though a lot of this stuff that's going on will have you, baby, feeling like it just needs to be cleaned up. That's why I said something has to be done. I'm rambling a little bit right now, y'all, because guess what? I got all of this stuff going on in my brain. I shared with y'all before that the OCD... <laughs> Ain't no joke. I'm going to go to somebody and get diagnosed. But look, I done seen enough stuff and enough shows to let you know what I got. Okay? So what is it? A self-diagnosis? And I thank God that I ain't doing all that 
self-medication because that's why a lot of more problems on top of more problems out here for people because that's what they do. Now, I indulge in my little festivities. Y'all know Chase Real got to keep it real with y'all, right? But I don't just, I don't do all that nonsense. I just do the, the, the typical stuff, you know, what's logical for me. And that's all I need. That's all I have needed since I have been indulging as an adult. And you got to thank God for that because I know a lot of people that was just like me, baby. And they somewhere else with it now. Uh, but anyway, come on, close your eyes, bow your heads, put your hands out to the screen. However you got to get it done, baby. Just join me in giving God the play, praise and then let's get to talking, okay? Heavenly Father, I come to you as humble as I know how, thanking you, oh, Father God, for another day. Oh, Father God, thanking you for continuing to lift us up, oh, Father God, even when we fall short, oh, Father God. I thank you, oh, Father God, for giving us, oh, Father God, your understanding to be able to understand and not our own, oh, Father God. Help us be okay with that, oh, Father God. Help us to remember, oh, Father God, that it is your way and it is your will, oh, Father God, and everything that you Wants to be done, will be done, oh, Father God. I thank you, oh, Father God, for just having so much consideration for little old me, for little old us, everyone who was listening, oh, Father God. I just ask, oh, Father God, that you continue to, to use me, oh, Father God, and let me walk, oh, Father God, in your likeness, oh, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Bless all of y'all. I hope all of y'all as well are what can I say, eager or being encouraged to still stay in your godly way, still holding on to your faith, regardless of what is in front of your faith, because I'm telling you, the way, the way that people play right in your face, like I told y'all about my subliminal message earlier, like it's hot outside. I thank God for the heat. Summer is approaching, you know, it's very be over a little bit too, you know, we getting it for summer rain and everything else like that. I thank God for that too. Uh, but the shade, the shade is real. <laughs> the shade is real. Uh, first off, uh, before we get into the something's gotta be done, y'all know I gotta give y'all some updates on that Trump mess. Gotta give y'all some updates on my girl Lizzo. Gotta give y'all some updates um, on some other things as well, but then I also got to come through, you know, for that other shenanigans that's going on out there in Dundalk, Merlin. Um, but first of all, I'm going to start off this show um, without the what and the what's and the what in the world. I'm actually going to start off with my shout outs. So as you know, I must say, Leo season is gone, but no, it's not. Because I seen on uh, social media, somebody was saying on the behalf of all the Leos, we have extended our season to January 1st, 2024. And I agree. But no, I got to give respect when it is due. Who but the mighty? I don't know. We mighty. But who is, you know, the Virgos. The Virgo season is Yes, I love Virgos. I love Virgos. Uh, they they stop being a little indecisive, you know, when they decide something, they stick with that. And oh see, they um want you the yeah. I don't know. They just they all over the place. Is that something you saying to me on my hand, something right or whatever? Um, Marnie. No, God, no, God, please, no. Oh, <laughs> Oh no, I don't know if that's the 
about he was trying to put on as a sound or whatever, but that's how I would be with the Virgos, right? Like, oh no, well, at least that's how dramatic that's exactly they right. be. <laughs> uh, but shout out to one of the powerful Virgos who's got some Virgos. Okay, y'all be doing your thing. I gotta give a shout out to the great Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba. Today is his birthday. Happy birthday, Kobe! May you continue to rest in power, good brother, and your spirit reign forever. It's just at the very young age of 41, and I say 41 because your girl being 41 herself, okay? Um, that's just one of the things when I was going through today and I came across this and I was like, oh my goodness, it's Kobe Bryant's birthday. I didn't even know he was just 41 when he passed away, but it'd be just things like that, y'all. I told y'all before that sometimes when you is going through, guess what? But God, I send something, a message. I always feel like that to my spirit, right? The kind of just like, check me, get myself together. Like, oh, hold yourself. Start to keep on focusing on all the stuff you don't got. You better recognize and be appreciative of what you do have. And those things that you do have that I put to your disposal are things that you can't even create. So thank God you still here because this great man, yes, lost his life at the very um, young age. Young. Don't come, don't come for me and Kobe. Um, very young age of 41. He, along with his daughter, Gianni, was it Gianni? Am I pronouncing that right? Y'all know I don't be pronouncing stuff right. Um, but it is all due respect. So I'm working on it because guess what? Y'all don't even know. I took a little, uh, with a little speech, <laughs> a little speech glass. I get my little punctu- pronunciations correctly and everything else like that. I think I just be thinking and then my tongue be moving, moving and everything else like that. But I am going to work on that to get a little bit better. So y'all can really know what I was saying, right? Because um, on one of my tapings, I look at the words and it's catching a whole nother word. I said, wait a minute. I did not say that. But that might just be my Baltimore accent there. Um, but along with his daughter, Giuliani, who was just very young at 13, yes, him and nine others um, were killed in a helicopter crash on the hillside of Calabasas. I think that's right, y'all. Are you? <laughs> Um, northwest of Los Angeles, okay? They were killed in that, that crash just happened back in, what was it? Calabasas. Okay, work morning, Calabasas. Yes, I had the, I had the, uh, the spelling down here, Calabasas. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's what it said. <laughs> that's what it said. Sometimes I think I just be playing with myself to get a laugh out of myself, right? Because I already put it out there that I had that wish name. But I'm like, I know how to talk. That's what I keep on telling myself because I do. I even don't know how to talk and have a talk show. But go ahead and work, Marnie. Marnie know how to pronounce all that foreign stuff. Um, anyway, you know what I mean? His hometown being the Dominican and all of that stuff. It's Calum. Area northwest of Los Angeles. Um, he, along with his daughter, was two teenagers, parents, an assistant coach, and a pilot also who lost their life on that day. Um, their names being, of course, Kobe and his daughter, Gianna, Bryant, Pat, Peyton, and Sarah Chester, Christina, Mauser, John Altabelli, and pilot Ira Sobayan. Okay, so it wasn't just him and his daughter, it was nine others. Uh, including 
them who lost their lives on that day. And I just wanted to pay homage to them as well while I was mentioning this terrible, terrible incident and this tragedy because I know Kobe would have wanted that um, because we know it did happen and, and it was a mess on how he passed away. A lot of those others weren't really mentioned. You know what I mean? I mean, they were saying that they got killed. Well, I didn't really know or hear about their names or knew specifically who they were. So when I found that information, I said, well, yeah, I'm going to mention it and bring it up. I don't know. It just was in my spirit when I said I was going to give a shout out to Kobe Bryant. So I was like, you know, just mention them too. Just mention them too. Because that's what Kobe Bryant used to do. Um, you know, just show, show, show love. And the Black Mamba is a nickname that he gave to himself because he said that that's why he be killing it on the court. So he definitely used to be killing it. My new phrase is now when people be doing good, I don't say kill, killing it. I be like, oh, oh, you living it, okay? Alive. And y'all know that's my guest segment. Talking about living it, look, if you want to be a guest on the show on my guest segment, living it, look, hit me up. What is, what, what is going on? Make sure y'all hit me up to come through and be a guest. You can do that straight through the Be Exposed Radio site. You can also do it at info at beexposedradio.com. Hit me live up in my chat. You can go to the page You Better Live and message me, or you can come straight to my personal Facebook page at Chastity the Empress Dorsey or on my IG messenger at Chast underscore seven. Don't be too shy. And then once I'm getting into talking about all this stuff, y'all know the phone lines is open, 443-642-9403. So don't be shy. Make sure you join me tonight. Um, I believe my godmother too is going to call in once I get to talking about her issue because they are. I got us so not only her issue, but everybody that's out there. Look, I got her. I got that answered up, right? So y'all can stick around and want to hear about that. Um, but yes, happy birthday, Kobe Bryant. Goodness grief. Three years. Three years already. I'm telling you, we think time flies. Um, we're here and we're living. I'm telling you, when someone transitions from this lifetime, surely flies. Yes. I want to give a um, condolences and a special shout out too to my family, um, the Fatiyus, um, who are going to commemorate their sister, my cousin Darlene Dorsey's passing, which was 10 years ago. I mean, when my cousin reached out to me and was saying, you know, what their plans was to do to go and kind of, you know, just celebrate life and honor her. And she told me over 10 years, I was like, wow. I mean, you know, it made me feel some type of way because even when she sent me in that situation, I, I mean, that, that information, I ain't gonna lie, I'm sitting there all soaking and all my, what they, what they call it, all trying to, trying to be depressed, knowing I don't, I, I, knowing I don't claim that and I push that up off of me as fast as I can, knowing I do not claim that. Um, But it just so happens, I just was going through one of those moments and yeah, reached out to me. We talking through this text. And when she mentioned that, I say, wow, look at me sitting here feeling like uh, so unappreciated, feeling like, like is this was life all about. And at least I'm here. At least I got one because uh, my cousin, doll baby, she was the life. Do you hear me? Of um, every party. And she just. She lived, you know what I'm saying? She was a hard worker. She was a hard worker. I'm telling you, um, the term of working like a Jamaican, 
ain't even know who that was until I seen my cousin dog. But she definitely used to get it in. And she just was real, 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 a real supportive person. You know what I mean? A real a person that you could really confide in. You know what I mean? And she just was always trying to understand. I remember um, I had issues as a kid. Me and my cousin who had told me we had issues and stuff. And I used to be like, no, no. <laughs> Saying some other stuff and dog be like, look, get in here. All this stuff, you know what I mean? So, yeah, she is truly, truly missed. She will never, ever, how can you forget a beautiful spirit like that? But I know her spirit, just like Kobe's, reigns forever. Um, so it's always much love and many prayers um, being sent out to them. And to you, all of you who are missing someone, because it's a lot of that, too. Like I said, when someone transitions, Time just goes so fast and you look and you're like, wow. And it just be little things as far as like the date day transition that may make you feel a certain way or especially when their birthdays come around and things of that nature. And you're like, wow. So it's like when someone's gone, they gone. And it ain't no feeling like that. Missing somebody that you know is never ever coming back. And we're all going to have that time, you know, I'm going to be missed. I'm going to have to be remembered and everything else like that. That's why I try to make it my business to live and encourage you to live, okay? You better live. You better live. All right, all right. Um, Just some other little news um, before I get really into the updates and the brunt of really what I want to talk about tonight. I was looking at this thing. I said, well, I can't be this day in luck. Goodness gracious. It was a Florida family, baby, that was awarded $800,000. Guess what for? Now, I ain't saying it was wrong, um, but if y'all remember back in the day, someone was awarded a huge settlement as well when they got burnt with the McDonald's coffee, right? Yep, McDonald's, backing in again. Well, it's actually a McDonald's franchise, um, Upchurch foods that was actually sued in Fort Lauderdale. Yes, back in May, back on May the 10th of this year, this is when the settlement was awarded, but this is actually from an accident that stemmed from 2018. Um, Philanna Holmes is the mother of an eight-year-old girl who she says was subject to receiving second-degree burns on her legs and her thigh when in the backseat, coming out of the drive through a chicken nugget fell between her leg and a and her car seat. So it stayed there for like two minutes. She had second degree burns. They had been pursuing this and everything else like that. And the judge awarded them. Finally, the judge says that McDonald's is responsible because they failed to warn about the potential danger of consuming excessively hot food. Okay. And that might just be the McDonald's in Florida. Because I always talk about the McDonald's here, especially with my Lord, but you know, my little um king of the bloopers, my fly guy job, my wonderful son Jai when he comes to me. Look, I got him in check a little bit <laughs> today. That's just because he wants something from me. But I'm sure before the show ended, he'll be coming through here trying to talk to me or something um, on the light. But I always talk about McDonald's food and be like, that stuff be cold. <laughs> So when I seen, I was like, goodness gracious, so they must have just pulled that out other little tray because they don't even cook McDonald's nuggets in the grease. Like, when they don't even put that in the fryer, right? They still have them in a the little tray. That was my first job. Well, that's how I remember how it was. Probably like, that food do not be excessively hot. 
Shoot, how many, how many times I've been trying to return my fries and be like, can I get some when they come out? But anyway, it burned the little girl. She got $800,000. So this was back in, I think, what, 2018, I think I said. So 29, 20, 21, 22, 23. So now she's 13 years old. Usually when settles like settlements like that or processed or whatever, you know, they kind of put it into like a fund where she cannot receive the money. And since she's 18, I really don't know. I'm sure with some stuff in there for her medical and stuff like that expenses. But I was like, no, it actually happened in 2019. So what? Yeah, she's 12 now, um, which was four years ago. So I don't care. Why can't never be that lucky? Or I just be letting stuff go. I, I'm not saying, of course, she wasn't lucky because the child got burned. I mean, second degree burn, but baby, a nugget fell on that baby leg. And so they might as well just put a warning on every day on thing. This just just McDonald's, just put a warning on everything, baby. This, 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 you know, put on that. Don't eat if you don't know how to eat. If you can't or something, I don't. I, I don't know what to tell y'all, but y'all got to do something because y'all can't, something has to be done. Y'all cannot keep on giving up this money for this stuff like this. Like, come on, y'all ain't learned y'all lesson from that coffee and little stuff that fell on me and stuff like that. But watch the next time. Now let me be quiet for something like that happen and then they run this tape back <laughs> and be saying that I done, I done made it up or it's like a false claim or something like that. But yeah, baby, 800000 Mm, bless her. I mean, she 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 set for a little bit because y'all know nowadays eight hundred thousand ain't nothing. Um, just another little thing that I ran across that was right here, and I think it was out in the Towson Randallstown area on um, Radcliffe Jewelers. Yeah, somebody the other day stole uh, a work truck, rammed it right into the building. Landed right into the building, and they stole seven hundred thousand worth of merchandise. Okay, now I've seen reports of people that you know frequent the area. I'm not exactly sure if they frequent like the jewelry store, but people were familiar with the jewelry store, Radcliffe, and they say they usually lock up all that stuff. But they locked it up. But that truck that they ran through there, I don't know. They got it, and they got it out. I don't know. You know when stuff like that happen. I usually be like, it was an inside job and all that other stuff or whatever. But guess what? I am going to shut my mouth because even with that last, one of those last cases that I was kind of like reporting on. Y'all remember Rachel Moore, right? The, the young lady who was killed on a mob and pot trail out there in Hartford County. What is Bel Air, Maryland? That type of area. Um, yes, they have, they are seeking the suspect. They had some surveillance camera of him or whatever, but they don't know his name. They don't know who he is. How they wound up identifying him was from DNA. And supposedly he was involved in another sexual assault on a teenager or something like that, like in Las Vegas. So they had videotape of him, like leaving wherever this lady was that day. They're asking people if they recognize it to call with tips and certain things of that nature. But the investigation kept on going on. They found his DNA. His DNA was linked in a system with tied him as being the same person that assaulted this lady in Las Vegas. And y'all remember I was on here like, mm, I, I, <laughs> I was calling the boyfriend suspicious, right? But that's just because 
I look at so much ID. I basically was just trying to speak of typically how I know that it happened. So I don't think I was saying that it was him, but I just was saying it kind of is the norm, you know, if you're dating somebody and something happens, they're going to come for you. Um, but yeah, I'm going to shut my mouth on this Radcliffe jeweler's thing because I don't know, but they looking for y'all. I think they left the truck or whatever. They got away in another vehicle and all this other stuff. And a lot of that is going on, too, here in my city. A lot, a lot of car theft, a lot of stealing. I remember back in the day, it was like real, like really, really a lot of car theft and stuff. I remember it was, you know, they steal the cars. They take them to chop shops and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if that is the case of what's going on now, I I will I ain't gonna say I will hope so, but yeah, I will hope so if they breaking the law and they doing all that, that they was getting some money from it. But a lot of it in my city now is tending to be from the youth. Yeah, a lot of these young people was always stealing cards and everything else like that. And I'm sorry, they ain't acting so smart for real. So I doubt they getting a call and taking us to the shop shop. No, they getting them and riding them around to commit other crimes. Ain't that something? They getting them to ride around and commit other daggone crimes. So why I'm talking about that in a crime, right? That is in the Baltimore City. So now we're getting into it, y'all. And what? And what? And what in the world? Um, so a lot of people would say what? Or a lot of people were saying what? About our mayor, Brandon Scott's choice for our police commissioner, Richard Worley. Richard Worley, we talked about him before here on the show. I think he has over 20-something years here in the Baltimore City Police Department, never in a capacity of police commissioner, but he was right underneath our last commissioner um, who left. So when this announcement first came out that he wanted to appoint him as the commissioner, oh, people were like, what? Wait a minute, he gotta be vetted. What he know? And da 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 da. Because the traditions kind of be been here to like go elsewhere, go out of state and different stuff like that to bring in police commissioners. So you know how that is. Everyone says that they want something to change, but then when change comes about, everyone kind of question it. So it's nothing new. When Brandon Scott made this call, all of, well, not all of the Baltimore Morians, but a lot of them, including. Um, different organizations like the NAACP chapter here. Um, a lot of other community activists were saying with knowing our strained relationship with the police department and such, this was not a good move to do. Like, don't just bring nobody up in here and say they're going to be the, the the police commissioner and you ain't let nobody talk to him. We don't know what his ideas is. We don't know what how he feeling with his relationship with the citizens of Baltimore? What did he feel? Is it change needers? Yeah, they was throwing out all those questions right. Um, so Brandon guy, he came through, he answered, he actually set up several community meetings with him and Mr. Worley so they can answer the community questions. Now, in my opinion, him doing it after fact, it just was to shut y'all up. <laughs> it just was to shut y'all up. Because I'm thinking, yeah, he is not a vote. Whoever he wants to be the mayor, whoever he wants to be the police commissioner is going to be the police commissioner. But to appease y'all, to just make y'all be quiet, he set up these meetings and the people have been coming out talking. That is definitely one thing that I've been proud of as a Baltimore because usually, 
when these type of events take place, no one shows up, no one speaks out, you know, kind of everyone is always in the the background, you know, making all this sound, but no one actually steps up to the mic. That has not been the case. I actually viewed um, one of them that has been playing on the news that this was the one that was held in Pennsylvania, around Pennsylvania Avenue at the Shake and Bake Community Room. I believe one is being held in South Baltimore tonight. Yeah, tonight. One is being held in South Baltimore tonight at a recreation center. But if you're here in Baltimore City and you wanted to attend, you could Google that. I think they're still making like people register and stuff like that to try to hold down the crowd. Um, but you definitely, definitely are welcome. Well, I think you have to at least put your information some type of way. It's a process, okay? It might have already happened, but they don't want to self, uh, Southwest Baltimore. The one that I've seen that is getting a lot, a lot of talk is the one they did on the avenue around here in Satan Bay. Now, there was a community um, activist. I don't know what organization he is with. It did not even mention his name, even though... After talking at this meeting, he has come back and answered some questions for a news station. So I know y'all probably caught it, right? And in the, I guess the discussion, I'm going to call it, or in this meeting, he got up to say um, several statements saying that he watched the police, watched people sell drugs, including employees of the state streets. Program. So Bernie Scott sitting there, he looking the Lord like, what? My okay. And it came out that Brandon Scott later told the man because he said that he had video camera footage of it, right? So Brandon Scott was like, You got video camera footage? Let me see. Because I guarantee you, this is how it came out. I guarantee you, any employee of Baltimore City or, you know, under that arm brother, rather they be contracted or whatever else like that. If they breaking the law, we we gonna deal with it. We we gonna deal with it. We not accepting that or whatever. Um. So later, <laughs> the update when the news station I guess went to him because you know sometimes when information come out like that, people are like, oh, tell us more. Oh, you say you got camera footage. So that's really what it was given. I think the news stations when they were reaching out to him, they really was trying to get that like that story. Like you said this stuff at this meeting, and you said that you had camera footage of them doing that. Let us get it. <laughs> that's really what was given. So I seen the guy now on the news saying that, well, I don't know if they doing it now. This was then. So I, I don't really think that he got the camera footage or whatever. But even if he does not, I'm not denying that the brother didn't see what he's seen or whatever else is the case. I don't know. Um, but the thing that got me is that when it all came out, of course, you know, people mention one thing and then people go digging. So other news medias, once they heard that, about the police watching uh, Safe Streets workers selling drugs, they went dig digging. They brought up numerous times where people that weren't employed by Safe Streets were actually arrested, okay? Some of them for drug offenses, okay? Some of them for drug offenses, some of them also for violent crimes. I think one of them was like attempted murder or something else like that. I know I spoke of one before um, of one of the former employees who was really cool with me too, Hamza, um, who was, um, well, not cool. I mean, cool. Yeah, cool with me because I used to work under that umbrella. I didn't like, we didn't do nothing aside from seeing each other at the job, but he definitely was cool. 
Um, I know that he had his issues with that hit and run and everything that he was in. Um, but yeah, they went digging. They pulled up all this stuff and all this other stuff and was saying, you know, all these people in safe streets and they we want a criminal, they be having criminal records and they hired them and everything else like that. First of all, I know for a fact that for those type of programs, those are the people they seek. They seek the people that come from that type of background who had that type of experience in the streets to try to reach those individuals who are still in the streets. Now, unfortunately, sometimes, well, all the time that I know of from living my life, if you continue to put yourself in an environment, even sometimes when you grew from it, you're more likely to tread back sometimes if you're not strong. So we're talking about brothers and sisters who were in prison, 20, 30 years, you know, violent crimes, drugs offending, you know what I mean, who were prominent, you know what I mean, people in the community that were known, you know, things of that nature come out, uh, able to get this job with Safe Streets to try to get back, to try to reach the, the young brothers and the sisters now who are in that life and they are out of that life. So yeah, unfortunately, a, a couple of them Tread it back into that lifestyle, but that does not speak for everyone that is involved underneath that umbrella. And uh, now I also do believe that, yeah, Safe Streets, they had a lot of, what can I say, re evaluating to do as far as like their mission and as far as how their services and stuff like that occurred out. Unfortunately, just like in any company, you know, through bad apples, the same way we talk about the police department here can spoil a whole bunch, right? A few bad apples. So I think sometimes that's what's happening um, when people talk about safe streets. But I know they do a lot of good stuff in the community, they do a lot of get backs and things of that nature. I've seen several ones that they're hosting for the back to schools and everything else like that. Who don't do that, right? Um, but I still got family and everything else like that are connected with Safe Streets, who are employees of Safe Streets, who worked um, under that umbrella before. And I'm telling you, it, it definitely is cool. I shared with y'all my experience and working somewhat real closely with Safe Streets or whatever else like that, but it's the politics of it you know so once you do get in that arena it's kind of like they use you put you in the front to be the front runner the the do the dirty work you get what i mean what i'm saying is, as far as the dirty work is to go out and to work with this most uh most difficult population really you know to deal with not the most difficult but yeah the most difficult because they are most at risk population when it comes to being um, subject to being a victim or a suspect of some sort of violence in Baltimore City, they are the most difficult because um, a lot of them, even though the services and support are there, um, they're reluctant and they're not really receptive to receive it. You know, they don't trust anything. And so they put us up in the front run, you know what I mean? And one, they're already skeptical. Then when they know who's behind the project, one being the mayor, the state's attorney office, or the police and stuff like that. It's kind of like they're numb entities. They hound you trying to get information, but that's not what the goal was. You know what I'm saying? The goal was to go and try to help these individuals, but it's just it's just a mess all over the place. I ain't going to get 
two details because oh, I look, I need a job down in the past office right now. But it wasn't no um, what can I say, no fraudulent type of stuff on my behalf or anyone that I knew that worked under that umbrella. But what I can say is that it's definitely hard. And it's not only hard to work in those type of positions because of the positions and because of the population who are the highest at risk um, people um, to deal with. Not only them, it's because of the employer as well or the referring authority or whoever else like that, your partners. It has a lot to do with that. Um, so I just wanted to say that, yes, um, he said he had this information, but it looks like he is recanting it. A lot of other news medias was bringing about up, bringing up about previous charges that other state street workers have. But I mean, it happens even in the police department. Okay, even in the police department, where your integrity supposed to really be top notch. We will hope everybody lead and move with integrity, or whatever. But it's crooks in there too. Crooks, people was charged, y'all, y'all, but y'all get mad when they get charged. But you know, I'm just saying the police have been charged. It's crooks in the in the in the state's attorney office. It's crooks working the hospital. All that other stuff. People be on the jobs. They be stealing. They be doing all types of stuff. So y'all ain't gonna just make it seem like it's just these streets and they. No, don't do that. Don't play with that. Cause I still got family. <laughs> That's working underneath that stuff, and their hearts are in the right place, and they are really trying to help people, but can't help nobody that ain't trying to help themselves and don't want the help. So, a lot of times it's that part. So, when I say they need to do a lot of reevaluation on what their mission is and basically what their purpose is, they really do because a lot of these activities that they give are to give back to the community because they understand that people sometimes act out in a way because they are not privileged to have certain things or certain resources that others may have. So they do real well with trying to provide that. I mean, they give away tennis, shoes, and I'm like, hey, y'all know, that's why these people out here, some of them out here killing each other and everything else like that because they can't have the jewels or the Timberlands and all that other stuff. So State Streets does that. They give away tennis. They, you know, I remember one, Summer, they had a whole craft feast and all that, trying to bring people, people together and everything else like that. So they try to do stuff in these communities to let them know, like, yeah, we're a community, we need to come together. Um, But at the same time, and for the kids, too, you know, to kind of make it a safe place. But a lot of this stuff lately seems to stem around that, just the children. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? But... Those children that are four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, I can't even say that because I just now said the youth crime in Baltimore City is definitely picking up. Um, but usually those children, they ain't the ones that's right now that's doing all that stuff like that. I mean, they using them, but they not. What can I say? Just holding community events is not changing nothing. You know, hold some hold some workshops, teach people about anger management or conflict resolution and different stuff like that. I feel a lot of times, a lot of these agencies who get money and stuff like that to work towards reducing crime and violent crimes and activities like that is not enough proactive stuff happening. You know what I mean? It's, th- it's more reactive. So it's like once something happened, we here. Once somebody gets shot, we here. But and none of the focus is not really pinned on 
what can we do to try to prevent some of these shoes? And yeah, while giving away shoes and book bags and all that other stuff is good, you got to do more than that. So that's just my take on it. You know, I'm just saying, that's just my, my take on it. Now, I'm ready to get into talking about this gump, this piece of lump, <laughs> Donald Trump. But I just had to mention something because down in Florida, right before June 10th, yes, governor under governor, Ron DeSantis, Don, Ron, no, it's Ron, I got it right. Ron DeSantis, right? Um, the new Black History curriculum down there apparently is trying to whitewash, yes, whitewash slavery, yes. Um, right before June 10th, a lot of the funding that was supposed to be designated for Pacific uh, Black History programs and everything else like that, educational programs was cut. It was cut, honey. Um, and what is happening is that, well, this is what DeSantis said. He says that he doesn't want any type of instruction. He is barring all educational instruction to not be in his state. And he does not want it to indicate that anyone is privileged or oppressed because of their race or their skin color. Well, DeSantis, that's not true because some people are privileged and some people are oppressed because of their skin color. Um, but a lot of people, um, such as like the Teachers Association there, as well as the NAACP chat that they were basically speaking against this new curriculum. It was recently um, approved. And basically he's saying that that is his purpose because he's kind of been getting a little bit more notoriety because, you know, he is against this like book culture. You know, he gets this woke culture, that affirmative action. Yeah, they cut that um, <laughs> for the colleges and all that other stuff. Uh, but basically, there's some people that's agreeing. And of course, it's mainly the Republicans or people that were assigned for him or like under his veins. And they're saying that they were confident. The person that said this exactly was. Um, state Republican Merlin Majo, and she says that everything is there in the educational um, curriculum. Everything is there, she says. She says she can confidently say that the DOE, which is the Department of Education, and the task force, because they had some other task force that folks have been trying to do something, the, I don't know, but anyhow, a task force for education. Okay, well, it was a task, right? They were trying to do so. I guess that makes sense. Um, but believe that African-American history is American history. It truly is. <laughs> and that is represented in those standards. So what they're trying to say is that they don't want it to be separated, basically. They don't want to be separated. Um, things that shared about African-American education and, and anything history of how we were oppressed. They wanted to just all merge. Um, in one instance, right, and it was a, a massacre, the old Kochi in 1920 massacre. Now, this was the massacre in which where a lot of people died. This is basically um, considered the most the, the deadliest election day violence in the history of the United States, right, where black 
um, man, Moses Norman, who was a prominent black landowner, went to actually cast his vote, cast his ballot right, and he was stopped at the door um, by some white uh, poll workers who worked the polls and everything was like that, right? So he was stopped at the door, a whole thing ensued, or whatever they said, it was the most violent one. So what the Sanchez wants is when they tell that story, they wanted to be included what acts of violence were perpetrated against and by African-Americans. So they don't only want to speak on what, what exactly happened. They want to speak like, oh, yeah, this happened. But then they did this like it wasn't a cause and effect. Also, it was some stuff in there that I really said, what in the what? Where they was kind of like talking about slavery, right? And he wanted to kind of be mentioned and say, like, how slavery benefited black folks? Like, how it benefited black folks? Like, they will learn skills and different trades. And so that's how he wants it to be presented, right? Right. Basically, whitewashing it to make it seem like this was not a treacherous thing in history. And then, like, okay, it happened, but it benefited them greatly. That's how he wants to win. And okay, um, back in 1920, this is the, mur- uh, the massacre because this black man was turned away from voting, but the black people killed people that day too. No, they were defending themselves. <laughs> they were defending themselves. So um, after all of this came out, actually the president and the CEO of the NAACP, I think it's down there, Derek Johnson, said that our children deserve nothing less than the truth justice and equity our ancestors shed blood sweat and tears for okay he condemned the new standards he said it's imperative that we understand that the horrors of slavery and the jim crows were a violation of human rights and represent the darkest period in american history you can't clean it up the standards you can't clean it up but However, guess what? The new curriculum got approved and by any means, that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to clean it up. Basically, all their ancestors that did all that crazy stuff to us and everything else like that, they don't want their children to know. They don't want their children to know. To know. Ashamed are you? Or you should be. Or you should be. I'm just saying, all right, y'all, I had to get it out because that was one of Trump's boys at first. But now that the census is running for president, yeah, he wanted to run his up for um, president for the Republican Party. He has kind of like, now he ain't feeling Trump. That's how it is when it's competition, right? When it's competition, that's how it is. That's how it is. Um, But yeah, he... It's not feeling Trump. They just now had like their little debate, their first Republican debate. Trump was not present. Trump actually said that he wasn't attending. He like, I'm in the, I'm in the forefront. I'm in the lead. What I got this in for? Look, look how he looking. He like, what? What no what? Trump and his arrogance. Um, but lately, the stuff that's been going down now, they said that Trump's little arrogance and his attitude is being checked because, yes, this lady, Miss, uh, well, it's like I had a name down. What is it? Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, the district attorney down in Georgia, I just don't hear it down with Fanny, Manny, Fanny. I'm going to get it, y'all, before the end of this. Like, yeah, I think it was Fanny something. 
Anyway, but she's the district attorney down in uh, Georgia. Y'all know she was the last one who brung about the charges in Trump's last indictment. Trump was actually saying or made an announcement that he was going to turn himself in today. They, Trump, along with 19 others, had into tomorrow, August the 25th. It appears that Trump is like one of the last ones. Well, he always got to be extra to turn himself in. Um, to the authorities down at Fulton County Jail in Georgia. And the sheriff down there, Sheriff Patrick Labatt, said that he was not going to be treated any differently. They said that Trump was going to have to go through the whole process that anybody else has to go through, what included being fingerprinted and receiving a mugshot. I was able to pull up some of that information, seeing several mugshots of several information, um, several of the other defendants and all the other people that who are being charged in this RICO case and all these charges that have run down in Georgia. And yeah, they were turning that stuff in. I think since like Monday and Tuesday of, of this week, they were turning that stuff in. But Trump was supposed to be turning himself in today, even though he has to go through that process. I did see that he's already worked out an arrangement to post a $200,000 bond. So once he goes in or whatever else like that, He's kind of going to go through that process, but he's going to just be like straight on out of there. He's going to walk out of the door. Uh, now, considering the statement that the sheriff made, it was a lawyer who came up, uh, Michael Harper, who himself has sued the Fulton G County Jail three times since 2018, last representing the family of LaShawn Thompson, 35, who died uh, this year. In the cell, was it last year? Well, he died in the cell, um, basically for filthy, poor conditions. His family is saying that he was eaten by bed bugs and everything else like that. So the attorney Harper just came out and spoke and said, look, if they lock him up and he's going to be treating on anybody else, it's going to be a humiliating experience. But I knew um, what the sheriff was saying, basically saying treated like anybody else to go through that process, but not like anybody else, like to go and actually be in the cell and all that other stuff. No, Trump and all these other goons, um, they didn't already, they didn't already posted their bail. So basically they just went there, got fingerprinted and did their mug shots. Um, he had made that statement and whatever else like that. So let's see, something has to be done though. That that That's why that is really my topic. Something has to be done with these Trump and these people and stuff like that because I'm telling you, they just do stuff and think that they can just like get away with it. It's like really, really ridiculous. I was trying to run down all of the people. There we go. There we go. And this processing too, this processing of them getting these mugshots, like they are saying that this is historic because these are the first photos of the sort in which um, is an indictment of a former president. Like this has never happened. This has never happened. And including and those mug shots was John Eastman. Now, these are all uh, the other people who have turned themselves in within the 18 that were included in these RICO charges. Now, in it was John Eastman. I think I spoke on his name last week or whatever when I first was reporting on this. He's the former attorney. We got Scott Hall. He's the Georgia bail bondsman. Ain't that fine? And the Fulton County poll watcher. So he's one of the ones that work in the poll when elections and all that was going on. We got David Schaefer. He's the Georgia Republican Party chairman. He right all up in the mix. We got Kathleen Latham. She's a former 
Coffee County, Jury, GOP chair. Okay, all these people up in government just a mess. Um, Kenneth Cheeseboro, um, he's a former attorney. We got Ray Smith. I think he's still attorney working for him. Rudy Giuliani, former attorney of Trump's. Um, we got Sidney Powell. She's a attorney from out of Dallas that is now a former. Yes, because Trump just now changed his counsel again. I seen that. I believe he had Sidney, but then he, he had dropped him. Um, and then Gina, Gina Ellis. So those are the ones who had already kind of like turned themselves in. And it's on. Something has to be done. Something has to be done. If they get away with this, that is going to be a mess. Just one more thing, too, that I wanted to mention before I get into what I really wanted to get into. Well, I just got to everything, right? Um, but one more thing I wanted to mention about the Trump thing, right? Is one of the guys um, who is being charged too is Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows is the chief of staff, or he was um, Trump's chief of staff. Um, and he's asked the judge to dismiss the charges. This was a what in the world for me, right? Because I was like, the audacity of these people, they try like anything go past and like anything fly. Um, but him being a former chief of staff, he's asking that his, the judge dismissed the charges in Georgia's on his Rico case, saying he was just doing his job. Mm -hmm. He said he was just doing his job, and he says that he should be immune from these charges. Um, his attorney, the day after actually the charges were filed, um, had made a motion for it to be moved to the federal court rather than the state and had the charges considered um, there in the federal court rather than them remaining on a state level. So basically trying to take it out of the district attorney's on a state level jurisdiction and take it to the federal um, thing. And he's saying because he is protected under the constitution because he was considered a federal employee and he just was doing his job. Uh, but my thing is, okay, so the, his lawyer goes on to argue, then I'm going to tell you all my thing that he is protected by the supremacy clause of the U.S. Constitution, okay? They are saying that um, he shouldn't be charged. They're saying that he was working on a vice and assistant function, and his conduct was part of his official duties and what the federal policy underlines or say he has to do in his role. They're saying that he was just doing his job. That's what he's supposed to do. And I'm not getting it. Now, that motion for dismiss was brought in front of the U.S. District Judge, Mr. Steve A. Jones. He has not decided whether he's going to grant the move from the state to the federal level. Um, and that's about it. So he hasn't made any type of statements. He hasn't actually ruled on their request yet. Um, but he deems the lawyer and all his statements, right, is David that even if his activities are considered breaking state law, they're consistent with federal law and they're protected. So basically saying he was on his job, he was on his job and he was taking orders from the president and that was he was supposed to do. So, in any capacity, I don't care if he was working with the president or not, in any job you had, just like I was at the job 30, if somebody asked him to do something, right, and 
my duty is, you know, other duties specified and all that. That's really on everyone's job description, right? But they ask you to do something and you know that is wrong. Or it's against the law. Something that you know you're not supposed to do. Like how y'all was trying to interview, I mean, interfere and overturn the 2020 election because he lost in Atlanta and y'all did all this stuff in the back in the background and behind the scenes and was calling people and calling up these polling stations and trying to find votes and trying to get people to fake vote and all this other stuff and yeah and trying to get y'all to recall it and say these person won and change it after they didn't count it the ballots and mm -hmm. so you telling me that because you was Trump employee and he told you to do this you did it yeah he just was doing his job he says that's enough Meadows he just was doing his job Mr. Meadows you knew that 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 wasn't in your job to do this, baby. That was political, and it was and it was definitely against the law. You was not supposed to do that. I seen somebody make a scenario or one of the comments and say, "Okay, that's just like me having a job, and I'm a um <laughs> what they say I'm a killer, and because somebody told me to kill somebody, I would say, oh yeah, they told me to kill him. I shouldn't be in trouble.'" But I use this the normal scenario, right? Just to say me, if you or anybody, if you're working on a job, yes, job duties may say and other duties specify. But if you know you're working in a bank, you okay, you working in a bank, and your bank manager saying, Go on in, go on in, take that hundred thousand dollars and you take it with you, you you go home with it, because you're struggling. Now, my job is to listen. I have to listen to, you know, my support and my supervisor, whatever for that, but I know that's wrong. So I can't, as I do it, say, oh, cause she told me to do it. So I did it. I just was doing my job. You know, that was wrong. You know, you was not supposed to be in no coercion with Trump calling around to those polls, Mr. Matter and doing all of that stuff, trying to get this stuff overturned. Now, I understand. I, I get it that she was working with the president. I get it. I get it, but you should have you should have stood up. You should have not been a yes man, and you should have said, "Oh no way, oh no way." If your integrity was so intact, and then now to kind of push this, learn it, and play with the law, and kind of say, "Oh, even if I considered to break the law on the state level because I was a federal employee and I was just doing working on my uh, my assist and aid of the president." And what he was saying, and this is like a confidential matter and stuff like that, and I couldn't breathe. I did it because the president told me to do it. So if Donald Trump would have told you to kill his wife, you would have did it? Come on, sir. Go somewhere with that. That is like a what and a what. That's why I say something has to be done. If these people, Trump especially, because just like I said, Trump was already cocky. He said he ain't going to debate. He don't need to go to the debate. You know why he ain't going to the debate? You know why? Because he ain't got nothing really to talk about aside from bashing everybody about what they talking about, about what he doing. That's it. That's it. The real issues, he can't really talk about that. He good at talking his stuff. He good at talking his stuff. I told you. The, the 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 dumbest people got the smartest mouths. He is good at talking himself. He's good at putting out insults, and that's how ignorant he is. That's how ignorant he is. And unfortunately, a lot of his followers and a lot of his support supporters they the same way. That's what they do. You know when people 
you know when people don't talk and they don't make no sense they they that's what they did they started insulting you and talking about you and all that because they really don't handle argument that's what trump does that's what trump does that's what he does and he still has people that is supporting him they want him to be the president he got all these charges he had criminal indictments 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 but they still looking at it like oh no it's all made up trump ain't do nothing it's just all made up Mm-hmm. It just all made up. Um, and another thing, and then I'm I'm telling you, it's so much going on with this Trump, right? So that's Mark Meadows. That's what he's trying to pull. pull. I mean, that's what he's trying to pull, pull down. He was one of those 18 that got charged in his Rico case or whatever. That's what he's trying to pull. He was the chief of staff for him, and he's saying that he should be immune from these charges. He should be immune because he just was doing his job. Um, and a lot of people, like I said, Ron DeSantis ain't the only one that's kind of like turning their back in that Republican Party on Trump. Um, also, uh, a man, Mr. Yusil Tavares, who is listed as Trump's employee number four. Now, he's listed as Trump employee number four in the case that is happening in Florida for the, uh, you know, the classified documents case. Right. He's up in there now. Tavares was the director of Info Technology at Mar-a-Lago. Y'all know that's Trump property that got raided, but he took all them confidential documents that had them stacked up in the bathroom, the basement, and all that. Like they just was like nothing, right? He had all of that. So back in, I think it was February of this year, he actually testified. No, he testified March. Hmm. Excuse me, y'all. I, I'm talking so much, my mouth dry. But he testified back in March of this year um, in that grand jury case about this. And his testimony, basically, he was saying he denied several times. He denied, repeatedly denied, and claimed he does not recall any contacts, any communications, anything, anything um, that noted any of that. That's what he told the grand jury. He, he told them that he does not recall any type of calls about them wanting him to do anything with the security footage or anything else like that. He did not. Now, that was back in March. Um, but come June, come June, right, before, like, the indictment and all this stuff and all that came out regarding that case, he was told by his attorney. So he's also switched counsel, too, because he was being uh, – he was being – represented, I was trying to find the word, right? He was being represented by an attorney who was actually being paid for by Trump's um, cancel some type of thing, Packer, Trump, or whatever else like that. I'm trying to find it because I told y'all, I write down these notes and it's just all over the place and I can't exactly find where I found it. Um, but anyway, he has recanted his Trump testimony. Now, back in March, he was saying that he can't recall nobody, he ain't received no calls or nothing like that. But he got word in June from this attorney that he was actually like the head of investigation where they were trying to see if he actually made false statements. They, you know, they were trying to get him for perjury because they were saying based on other witness accounts and different stuff like that, that he was lying. He was perjuring. So when he found this out, baby, he dropped that attorney. I guess that attorney advised him on some things. He was like, mm-mm. And then he elected to go with a public defender, y'all. 
He said, I don't want y'all representing me. I don't want to be uh, uh, uh. So now he is recanting. And now he is saying that, yeah, I remember they called me and they tried to get me to erase the security footage mm -hmm. of us moving these documents and stuff like that around or whatever else like that. That's what they were trying to do. They're saying that he actually was trying to do that or got that call after it was a subpoena for them to go get the like when all this was going on or whatever outside like that right so allegedly they were trying to hide him um but yeah his previous testimony down in washington dc for the um grand jewelry that's what he was saying now it has been changed after he learned he was being investigated for suspicion of making these false statements immediately after he received his new counsel from the public uh, defender's office, um, the information that he provided implicated um, the other guys, NATO, Carlos, the Barrio, and Trump, because he said that they had contacted him in efforts to have him delete this footage. Yes, they told him to delete it. And it's just a mess. It is just a mess. I'm just trying to read my notes to make sure that I kind of gave y'all just like the basis of it or whatever else like that. But yeah, baby, people is getting scared. And that brings me back to one of my first statements that they said that Trump he is like being a little bit not even quiet. I don't know because I don't that man never shut up. But they saying that he ain't really running his mouth like that. Like they say Trump is a little bit shook, baby. But they saying like what he did, he trying to use it. They're still trying to stay in there because see, he thinking that if he can get to see as the president, and he really ain't going to jail. So that's really what it is. So to all his opponents, he playing y'all. He know he done broke this law and everything else like that. He ain't worrying about doing nothing for this country. That's what he worrying about. He worrying about trying to get some of that money back from having to pay these bonds, having to pay these fines and all this and stuff like that and all these charges and having to pay all these lawyers and shit. That's what he trying to do. He trying to get his money back. And he trying to get in clear this. You know what I'm saying? He trying to you know what I mean? Like, the, like the gang member he is. Like they said, he was running a criminal enterprise, right? That's why he got them Rico charges. Like, the, like the gang member he is, he trying to show the other countries, like, yeah, I do this and I'm bad, so he can go do some other stuff, right? Cause where Melania been? I ain't seen her. Did they get a divorce? Where she been, the baby? She been quiet. She ain't saying Nathan. <laughs> she ain't saying Nathan. Melania came and she got what she wanted. Now, that's just me, alleged. She got what she wanted. Uh-huh. She got what she wanted for her for her native country. And then, uh, yeah, maybe they played Trump, too. But something definitely got to happen. That last photo that came up, I think that was Mr. Tavares. Um, he's one being named as Trump employee number four. Um, but, yeah, there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch going on. I know I jumped all over the place, right? It gives you some what. <laughs> And the what? Because that's what you got to say. Like, what in the world? Something has got to be done. Tell me, though, if all these people, we talking about so all these people that turned themselves in, come on now. And this lady lying on all of y'all. Everybody lying on Trump. We ain't just talking about this latest indictment that went down in in Georgia, but everybody lying on Trump? I would think not. Everybody Trump. Come on now. Come on now. And, and it's just so crazy how it was that when the law and the justice system is not working on their side, then they try to say everything that we've been saying or like, 
oh, they attack or they discriminating or whatever else like that. So now he kind of used the nose type of clauses or whatever else like that. Baby, that's what black people have been saying, whatever. But now that is on your back and you right had your day in court. Now you saying that the justice system ain't valid and it ain't. Yeah, okay, Trump. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. All right, y'all. That was enough about that. It is 8.08. I do want to talk about a little bit because I don't know and I don't want my people to get too tired. They may be calling in, but it is something that definitely has to be exposed. And when she called me, I was like, oh, yeah. She said, I don't know what you're talking about, baby. But if you could just mention this because they is playing with us. So out in Dundalk, Maryland, it is a newly developed Newly developed housing, the Merritt Station Apartments out in Dundalk. Now, what the situation is now, I know for a fact that this property has only kind of been up for, what, five years? Roughly five years. Um, If anyone is familiar with this, just like if anyone is familiar with any of the things that I talked about tonight, let me put that number back out there. It's 443-642-9403. You can call me. Call me and talk about it or hit me up in the chat. Um, but since my peoples have been living out here, it's been, I ain't going to say since they've been living out there, it's been a problem. But I remember of one major problem when she first moved out there. It was like something with like the HVAC. Yes, it, this Merch Station Apartments is out in Dundalk, out in Dundalk, Maryland. So the now the situation that is happening is the elevator the elevator been broke down. The elevator and these apartment homes have been broke down. Now, most people might say, oh, that's not in general. That's something that happens. And, you know, things of that sort or whatever. Yeah, but guess what? It's one elevator in a building with like hundreds. I don't even know. She calls. She can tell the specific. Um, but that's the first era, I think. They don't have no freight elevator, no nothing. But not only has it broke down. Guess how long has it been broke down, y'all? You would think what? Three days? A week? What 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 would be just outrageous for you? A week, two weeks, three weeks? I did. How about over a month. <laughs> How about the elevator has been broke down for over a month? Is a lot of people out in this building who are disabled. We had seniors. Um, it's not any type of senior facility, you know, like no nursing home or anything of that sort. It's a regular apartment building, but they kind of had marketed to that population because it's very nice. They have a community room, they have a workout room, they have a um a media room where you can it's just really nice. Um, the rent is not cheap and all that other stuff. Um, but this computer, this this thing on elevator has been down for a month. And the way that they've been making it happen is they've been having to call the fire department, even the fire marshal for some people that are bound to wheelchairs, some people who go to daycare who cannot walk the steps because they got one elevator, having to reach out to the fire department, the fire marshal to actually get assistance from coming out their house. <laughs> Y'all see my face. It got real, real, real froze, didn't it? Look, stop playing with them people over a month. So some of the residents in an effort to try to assist other residents, like I said, some people are just like homebound, can't get out, right? Um, they began to put up 
kind of like, you know, some notes and trying to tell their neighbors how they can help, who to call if you need assistance to get out your apartment and everything else like that. And the property manager, I did not catch her name, basically took all of their papers down and put up her own and said that they were in violation for posting anything to share this information. They were going to be in violation of their lease. I told my grandma, I said, wait a minute, that's intimidation. That is, if you are trying to be helpful and you have people that are in this situation, cannot get out of their house and everything, and you being helpful, guess what? They should be grateful that the residents is coming together and trying to support each other through this because what y'all doing? Y'all ain't doing nothing. It's been over a month, you guys. It's been over a month. Now, this has happened back in July. My grandmama told me this happened July the 20th. It is now August the 24th. That is unacceptable. 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 Again, this is the Mark Stations apartment out in Dundalk. I'm, I'm not exactly sure what type of, if it's under any type of housing program or else like that, but I, I do believe I kind of give my advice on they may can um, reach out to HUD, who is the Department of Housing, um, you know, development and everything else like that. Um, but it's definitely a safety hazard. If it ain't anything else, it's a safety hazard. It is definitely, definitely a, a safety hazard. Now, these Merritt Station apartments are located out on Merritt Boulevard. Um, I looked at their site, they advocate, <laughs> or they announced, should I say, they have spacious pool, floor plans, and they did. Martin finishes. Um, each apartment includes energy saving features and ceiling fans and washing and dryers and hookups, and it's a convenient location. It really is. It's a way across the street, um, nice shopping malls, um, a lot of eateries up and down that strip. But y'all ain't telling nobody about all these issues y'all having. Y'all ain't telling nobody that y'all residents that's living in there now is without a is without a, without an elevator, and it's been like that for over thirty days. Of course, y'all wouldn't tell nobody that because it's all about money. But in an event, like I said, you go to the website and it's saying all that. Like I'm telling you, and I'm bringing it here and telling you, don't apply, don't apply for those houses, don't apply for those houses because how you gonna move yourself in? How you gonna move your stuff in? The elevator not working, and they don't know when it's getting when it's getting working. What they telling the residents is that they ordered a piece, and it's taking some time to come. Uh uh, you all better call the elevator repairman or whoever else like that. I don't know if y'all trying to do it the cost effective way or whatever else is the case. And um, like I said, I don't know exactly what they can do legally, but just some of my experience and working like I was a case manager in housing and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, they definitely in violation. This is a safety hazard. Um, I'm suggesting, yes, put your money in the escrow. I suggested the call. Legal what was that? I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was waiting for you to talk. I'm talking to myself. The part situation might be absolutely true. It that, might be true, but y'all need to do something. I mean, because I've been waiting on parts for my truck for a year and a half on recall status, on stuff that's on recall. Okay. They don't have, it. They don't have the ability to make those parts right now. 
And that might be the case. I'm not sure if that's the case with this one, but it might be whatever the particular part that it might be. Right. Okay. And, and, and you're not really playing devil advocate because we know, yeah, something like that could be true. You know, we have what's your name and stuff like that. But at the same time, I guess my issue with this situation and these people having issues is that you have to try to do something to accommodate. Now, it's a difference us having a broke down, you know, but what's the accommodation if that's the only elevator? You want, me to, want us to... Do what something. What? In the hotel, do something. What are we supposed to be stuck in our apartments? They don't have no... It's like people in wheelchairs, Marty. There are emergency stairwells. That's the thing. It's what? There are emergency stairwells. So say, for instance, if it was a fire, you can't use the elevator in the fire anyway. So you had to go down the steps. Right. And you're going to need help. And you are going to have to go down the steps. But that's an event in a fire. Which is going to occur. I'm talking about 30 days, over 30 days, me being stuck in this situation. Y'all not doing nothing. It could be very much well true that that part is on back order and it's something that they probably can't do anything about because that part is not available. Elevators aren't, aren't customized to fit all elevator shafts. They're typically built. To fit. Right. Y'all need to do something though. Guess what? <laughs> y'all need to call somebody and build another outfitter. You know, <laughs> so it's not like on this side of this building. Take this is ridiculous. Over there. Take the part and, out of the guess there. what? And I think and I think and I think more so the problem though that it's coming along with a lot of these residents, because yeah, does you say that yeah, that could be the case that the part whatever I'll say that is the communication piece. Is the communication <laughs> piece like stuff is not being communicated. It's people on at this point, at this point, they are receiving violations too. They are receiving violations from the fire department. People can't get out. Um, people can't get out, people can't do nothing, people can't go do their normal stuff, go to the market and, and just all this other stuff. So at the same time, things do happen, but I think sometimes, you know, when you're managing a property or Anything else like that? Okay, so let me just ask you: When your part wasn't coming for your for your car or whatever else like that, didn't you receive some type of accommodations or? No, I'm still waiting. That's what I'm saying. If the part is not there, the part is not there. It's nothing they okay, can do. Okay, you still waiting for the you still the waiting for the but you driving your car right? Right, because it's not it didn't the part that is needed is not immobilizing my vehicle. Right. So no. what if so so what if the part that you needed was immobilizing your vehicle? What do you think that they would do? In that case, I don't know. It, it it would be something that's I don't know. But what would be reasonable for you though? Would you would you say if it's a dealership issue? If if it's especially dealing with my dealership, they probably would give me a loaner vehicle. They can't give you a loaner elevator, right? <laughs> I they can't give you a loaner elevator, but y'all they gotta do something. They gotta do something. That's not right. I don't know what. That's not right. And I'm taking it personal. And I'm putting them on. I'm putting it on blast. Y'all gotta do something. You I know, know what I'm saying that they were trying to make. Bring no attention to it because it might. This might actually put a fire under whoever the back part, the yeah, back corner. That's, and that's what I hope that it does do. Um, and that's what I hope that it does do because unfortunately, this property is already kind of like receiving sanctions, like from the fire marshal, the fire department. Mm -hmm. I also heard like when the fire marshal came out, they actually tried to look at the elevator and like try to do something or take a piece of something and see if it was something they could do. Um, mm -hmm. But basically the fire department is feeling a little bit overwhelmed because they had to keep on receiving calls for like assistance. Right. And I understand that. But and again, here we are in a situation where they probably have a custom elevator. 
that they did a custom fit for for this particular building where the parts that is customly made is not a customly it's, available. This look like I don't know because it's not even given a real big. It's not even really given like a real big elaborate. Don't get me wrong. The apartment complex don't come in a package thing. You uh, elevators are typically customly no, fit into the space that is allotted. It's not a custom build. I mean, it's not a um out of the box build where you could just say, "I need a part for this kind of elevator." Elevators right. are custom built into right. this. And I get that, but you know, I have been out. The only thing that's custom is the motor. I mean, that's not custom is the motor that's used on the elevator because those are the pieces that are created. But if this is the piece that was come that came in the custom set that you had created, there might not be a part that is available. Well, I don't know, and I don't know how true it is, but I also know that that is something that they can give just to say or whatever else like that. I'm sure I will. I will hope that they will want to correct the problem or address it as soon as as soon as possible. So I, 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 mean, I tend to believe that. I mean, it was, a, it was a television show, but I'm going to give you an example. The Big Bang Theory. Uh -huh. Did you know how long that elevator was down on the show, The Big Bang Theory? The whole entire show was on for about, what? How long was Big Bang Theory? Almost 10 years? The elevator on Big Bang Theory was down really? for 11 years. And finally, in the last season of the show, the elevator got fixed. Baby, well, that elevator <laughs> might not be out there down there for no years because they, they really going, they really going to be on TV. Floor of the building, they look they, like they, they, they going to be on TV. I'm trying to get somebody to get out there. I'm trying to get one of my people, Chris Pat, so Mackenzie or somebody from Fox 25 to get out of there. But no, I definitely understand that. So we do have to consider that. Like, we not saying that they they lying, saying that they waiting on a part because yeah, that is true that that could happen. But I also know that that's one of the the typical responses you would get. Okay, we're waiting on the park. Now, and I have been on there, and like I said, these these apartment, this apartment complex is laid out. The mo one of the things that I could say that is not really that um, what can I say? That spectacular is the elevator. Like when I got in the elevator, so I don't know how unique or how different. And I get what you're saying, but. At, at the end of the day, is it, it, it don't look like the newest model or no type of elevator or whatever else like that. You trying to order a part, they order a part from somewhere else or whatever else like that. I don't know. Call some elevator repair people or something from another company. Get them to come and look at it or whatever else like that. And I get what y'all saying. I don't know who they have a hit of making a repair or whatever else like that. But what I'm saying is that something needs to be done. Now, it doesn't look like they're really trying to accommodate these folks, trying to do nothing, and they're not communicating. That's that's a whole nother problem. It's like they don't even care about people. And then for y'all to come when I people trying to be helpful. Means uh, is, what do you mean by communicating with them? How many times do we have to tell you that you they need a part? How many times do you want them to tell you that they need a part? Right, right. No, it's, it's not that. It's the thing. It's here. I mean, I'm telling you that they need a part, but okay, what are y'all going to do? Like, what are y'all going to do to commit? Uh, you know, if I'm this person and I'm trying to get out, whatever, you know, I'm not even talking about just communication about y'all telling me the part about getting a part. Like, what y'all going to do? What, what can y'all do? What can y'all do to help me? Y'all think that this is, uh, y'all think that's right? Or then y'all trying to stop our communication from trying to help each other? When we can't see each other, so by the time I walk down the steps and get downstairs, 
they done huffed and puffed up the steps or whatever. I was like, that's so if I leave you a note, like some mail to say, hey, if you need something, I can get you some food or something like that and everything else like that. They don't want none of that. Yeah. So, you know, y'all can't accommodate. I understand y'all probably don't want stuff posted in y'all building and stuff like that, but considering the circumstances, come on. Leave them people alone. Let them help one another. What is the problem? I'm going to call who I want to call. It's people in wheelchairs. I heard this one man out there just now got a surgery or whatever else like that. Yes, they do have the emergency steps or whatever else like that, but when people... And, and then they ain't trying to assist nobody. Y'all in the property manager, what y'all doing all day long? Y'all ain't trying to help nobody, whatever. Y'all getting mad because people call in the fire department when they in a wheelchair or they trying to go somewhere and the fire motion and had to come out there and everything else like that because they didn't got um fines already. They didn't got fines already. Well, just like I said, I said, I, I would feel some type of way too if it was me. And I appreciate you. I ain't even gonna say playing devil advocate, don't get the advocate or whatever else like that, but just giving us money, some things to consider. So you are correct that yes, it does happen. Elevators be broke down, they be working on it. It definitely does happen. It's unfortunate that they didn't think of this stuff prior to finalizing the project, like the development of it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's only, it's literally one elevator so like even when people are moving in the elevator it, it was bound to break one elevator up and down all day long to service these these residents one it ain't one on this side and then one on that side it's just one they don't have no freight elevator so just think about people moving in their furniture that all coming and everything else like that and then you got residents who are already staying in the building and then you might have somebody moving in that day it's just a mess. So it's unfortunate that they didn't think about this in the development phase. You know, they threw these apartments up and they are very nice. Like I was saying, I can recall that when my people first moved out there, like it was something with the HVAC system. They forgot to put some ducts or whatever. So this is kind of like stuff that is, what can I say, general stuff? that are, if you are experienced, I guess, in housing development or whatever, I'll say that. These are some things you would think someone would consider to make sure ventilation and different things like that were intact or proper. If you're building a building that's a structure that is going to be housing or open to um, several people daily, all day, all night, it's no time or whatever, you would think that they would consider the wear and tear that can be placed on an elevator. And it, I don't know. It just would have been productive. I, I just feel like maybe y'all should have been productive. Yeah, maybe you are waiting on a part, but that's so, what I'm saying. Something has to be done. People, people are not proactive enough. That's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. But again, you know, I guess they probably didn't want to put the money out, but if they know they had this one elevator, I have a question. I'm just saying, y'all never threw it. Hold on, let me just get this door out. Y'all never threw it. Has it. two elevators. Huh? So I'm trying to figure out. It says it has two elevators. So Who I'm trying to figure two? out. It says this building has two elevators. No. It, it don't. two on their website. Two, web, two elevators. It don't. So it's both elevators down? That's what I'm trying to figure out. It don't. The elevators... Now, I don't know. Was it two elevators on there? I think it was, no, it was just one. Go, mama, if you were watching, call in and give us the scoop. Let us know. Is it two elevators out there? I could have sworn it was just one. 
Well, it ain't no elevators functioning. If it's two of them, both of them broke. That's the story that I'm getting. That's the story that I'm getting. Like, both of them broke down. I want to get a rumor. So, <laughs> because you don't know for sure. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Baby. But they ain't got on that website that, do, <laughs> that them <laughs> elevators that they have a problem cycle. Why would they do that, right? Because they want money. <laughs> so, I, I think, I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. So, they might be, they might be putting out that they got two elevators. But I think it's one. Somebody to cut some corners. Somebody to cut some corners, money. I done been on there. I think it's only one. <laughs> it's only one. It's not like no. It's not like no big, big elevator. It's not. It's not no big, big elevator. I don't even know how people would move all that stuff in there like that. Trust and believe me. If I'm coming in there and moving my stuff in, it's just gonna be me and my stuff. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe the other elevator is the the freight elevator from when people. No, move. they don't handle freight. They don't handle freight elevator. That's the issue. That's what that's what the residents out there is saying is that you know it's so much wear and tear on this one elevator because it's being used for everything. The mm. residents traffic, the the visitors traffic, the people coming and moving in. Um, they even got cleaning service that comes through and like clean the hallways and everything. Like everything, all the traffic runs through this elevator. Mm. All this traffic runs through this elevator. So something has to be done. And I hope they're going to be learning from this. And I hope they didn't just order one part of this part. At this point, just order a whole damn elevator and just sit it in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and just sit it in the back office or something like that. I mean, at this point, just order another elevator. At this point, y'all need to add on the side of the building because I heard that too, that they're like building some more development up the streets and whatever else like that. But get this one together first. I ain't going to tell y'all stop. But yeah, y'all need to build a shaft or something on the side of this building. See how it can be done. And build another elevator, build a freight elevator, do something. Cause I'm scared. Definitely mm -hmm. had to bring that up. Yeah. And then I remember scared was I pulled ahead, but that's that's one blessing. I don't say one blessing because who am I? I don't keep my blessing, count my blessings or whatever like that. Um, but I definitely heard my stories about um different housing programs and everything else like that. And I'm supposed to be going out here to these housing programs and this list opening up and seeing like that and seeing if I can get something. But that's one thing I don't want to do because I'm like all these restrictions. And all that stuff. Okay, okay. We got the comment on there. It said just one. So that's false advertisement, Marley. <laughs> on the chat. Go mother said it's just one in each building. Okay, so it's two buildings, but it's just one in each building. You heard me, Marley? Oh, yeah, I heard you. I heard you, yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> so she said it's just one. 
So it must be two elevators, but they not in the same building. So that's false advertisement. It's like two buildings, like one up the front, one in the back. But yeah, that's a mess. I feel them. So the residents of Merck Station out there in Dundalk, I'm speaking out for speaking out for y'all. And I hope that it was exposed and I hope that it reaches somebody that will get y'all some help because that is ridiculous. That definitely is a safety hazard. Y'all continue to do whatever y'all have to do um, to make it. They cannot, they cannot be against y'all for calling for help if you can't get out of your house. People is depressed, can't get out of their house, can't walk down steps or nothing. And I can only imagine, I gotta go back to the doctor for my knee now. Y'all know I had this meniscus tear. Just ask them where the second elevator is because the website says so. The website say what? I said I would definitely go back to the rental office and ask them where the second <laughs> elevator is. It's on the website. Where is the second <laughs> elevator? I need to use it. Where is that? Where is that? Because I need to use it. But it's one. So it's two buildings up there, like two building, apartment buildings, and it's one in each building, and they don't have a free. So if you moving in there and stuff like that, you won't have to wait for the residents who are in there. They coming up and down the steps, then yeah. See, if I lived in a building like that, I'd probably be trying to take the steps anyway. But people don't want to take the steps all the time. When you come in there with groceries and all that other stuff and all that, I feel some type of way when you can't pull in front of your door. Just thinking about the length of time that it's going to take for everybody to get up into their apartment, just waiting for the elevator if it's only one. That's crazy. How many residences in this building? So you're thinking about people coming home between the hours of five and seven. Yes. Yes. That's what it's giving. That's what it's giving. I'm from the fourth and fifth floor just to get down to the first floor to take you up back up to the fifth floor and then go back down to pick somebody else up from the first floor to take them to the third. That is a lot. That is a lot. And then on top of it, it ain't working. <laughs> so look, you think that's a lot with one elevator. How about with none? So yeah, that's what it's giving, Marty. That is what it's giving. It's like it's giving people gotta go. I know I heard about a couple of residents that like, <laughs> like go to uh like adult daycare and stuff like that. They haven't been able to be, go out to their activities and stuff like that. Couple of people had to go to the hospital. They had to call the fire department, you know, had to help them down. And it's it's just not right. It's just not right. My godmother and you know, her husband, they, they they ain't old, old, but it's like it's, there ain't no spring chicken, so they walking up and down them steps and creating other problems, but I, I can't even remember before she did, but I just feel for the people because I know it's probably several people in that building that are not as active as they are, and I think, too, a lot of them was trying to come together to help each other, you know, to help each other. Well, if you need this, I'll go right here, whatever, so they was just trying to communicate with each other effectively and telling each other what they can do to try to get help and in a in a in an event an emergency if you can't get down the steps or whatever. So I think that stems back to the communication part of it too. I don't I, I think it's not more so of the property manager continuing to tell them like they're waiting on this part. But I think it had to do with two is like not uh, not just only con considering the accommodation, but the fact is that they weren't being helpful. You know what I mean? Like if you if you need something or if something here, this is 
we can assist you in this way, whatever. It's like that. It's like they ain't receiving nothing. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're waiting for the part. What we gonna do? Yeah, oh yeah, pay your rent. What's gonna happen? I don't know. If I was a property manager, I guess, yeah, it ain't nothing you can do if you're waiting for the part. But I definitely wouldn't have made it so no resident would have to come to me and ask me. Like, notification should have been about out about this. Um, if you don't want everybody to keep on coming to your office asking you the same thing, put notifications out. Put posters out. Put put letters out. You know, check on your residents. Some of the very things that they were trying to do for each other amongst themselves, I think it would have definitely helped the situation if they would have done that. You know what I mean? Like, if you would have done that. Because basically, it's being a property manager, you're just sitting in the office collecting the rent and taking the maintenance concerns and sending the maintenance out and stuff like that. Um, but even like the cleaning crew, so in the midst of this elevator being down is affecting other areas of quality for the building, like the cleanliness and stuff like that. Like the cleaning crew, they can't get their equipment up and down all these floors and stuff like that. They ain't doing that. So it's like the cleaning that was usually being done isn't being done. You know, it's no communication for us that. It's like the elevator was broke. They reported it and that was it. It wasn't no follow-up. So I guess, you know, them being residents, right, they don't know the process. So they probably did go and ask, well, what's going on with this elevator? Especially after a week, okay, a couple of days, okay, they working on it. They try to get it done after a week. But after a week, I shouldn't have to come back to you and ask you what's going on, if you know the situation. And I think that probably would have gave them a little bit of respect over the man. And like, okay, yeah, we're waiting for the part or whatever. Even if you, yeah, put that information out. Baby, I would have had, come on now, I, I would have had a lot or something. It's just the way you do stuff. Something has to be done. But just to do nothing and just kind of be like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that's what the situation is. And even so, if that is the situation, too, because I'm hearing this, that even if that is the situation and people have to come to you and constantly ask you the same question or whatever, you know what the situation is. So, to have an attitude about it, nah, you should be a little bit more empathetic, even though you're not going through this, because you're able to go home and walk in and out your door, or even if you live in an apartment, you're able to go and get on the elevators or whatever, and you have access to get in and out of your apartment or whatever else like that. So I think none of that is being shown, and I think a lot of, you know, attitude, like, like, I, like yeah, we know the part coming in 30 days, and I get that or whatever else like that, but B, be, be nice to people. I don't know. I know. I ain't even gonna say nice, cause nice for what? That's my new thing. I ain't nice. I'm gonna be real. But yeah, be real with people. Kind of be like, I understand your frustration. I know what's going on. Like that type of stuff could should be being communicated. We understand. I, I probably will be trying to give those type of accommodations because I remember before when they had the issue, they kind of did move when they had the HVAC issue. Um, and I don't think the building was like at its capacity or near its capacity. They kind of like moved the people out to hotel rooms until they fixed the issue. And I know that that probably would be at a higher expense considering y'all had more residents there now. Um, but just like general stuff, like some of these people, these residents y'all know that were leaving out, going to the market or whatever else like that. Yeah, call people in to assist them or something. If y'all don't want to keep 
calling the the them to call in the fire marshal to fire you like yeah provide some assistance baby i would have had a food truck i would have probably gave them some lunch or something one day fed everybody or whatever else like that come on now y'all know y'all got mm, i don't know manage it that's all i'm saying it's a property manage it it's not right but like Moni made the point, say he was playing devil advocate, but not necessarily so. He's just giving us some things to consider. Yeah, we're not saying that that can't be the case. That y'all waiting on the part over 30 days. But work on some other stuff. Work on some other stuff. We're on the service people while y'all waiting to service this elevator. That part. Learn on how to service people while y'all waiting on serving the elevator. <laughs> service in the elevator. And maybe it wouldn't be like this backlash like that. Like y'all already getting violations. Y'all should have already been on top of that. Once y'all getting residents, got to keep on calling the fire department and all this stuff. Like people was getting sick. People can't get out. Like people feel like they are stuck in their apartment. And then the audacity of you when the residents do come together. And I ain't just putting it on the, the, the property manager who was working in her job, I guess, the managing whatever. I'm putting it the owners, all that of the property, or whoever over her, because the property manager only doing what they told her to do. But just like I said, if I was doing it and I was the property manager, I'd be getting on the owners or somebody nerves just like that. I don't know. I just couldn't let that be like that. Like, I will understand that the part is coming in 30 days, but I will be trying to do something, something to accommodate. I might can't fix the elevator, but that's what I'm saying. I hope they are learning from this and try to be proactive the next time for the instance, because if it happened this time, it more than likely can happen again. So just like I said, I hope whatever part they're waiting for, they didn't just order one. I hope they didn't just order one and they might need to think about doing some renovations already. To include that second elevator that they advertise, or at least a free elevator, or something. All that money y'all getting, all them people to go there, y'all can build the elevator <laughs> on the side of people. The people that live on the side of that building, we gotta move you out <laughs> or move y'all out for a while because we gotta build or add this structure or something. Something gotta give. But all this time, something gotta give. Son got game. I don't know what y'all got to do. I don't know what y'all got to do. For all that, I don't even know how to stay well and set up. For all this time, y'all could have got, don't you don't want to do little, the medical elevators or whatever, kind of like you just step in, the little ones they be having down, um, where they had them at, I think, like the cool house and stuff. It looked like a little lift and lift you up and you step in there. At this point, y'all could have put one of them and put that in the stairwell or something. <laughs> not going to do that. <laughs> that would probably violate all, all the insurance would probably be violated. <laughs> Lift me up, baby up, Scotty. Do something. Baby. I mean, my, only recommendation, my only recommendation is that they probably could have just moved them out temporarily, the people that got wheelchairs yeah. and stuff. Like that. That's the only and solution. That that everybody, especially those people that are like dealing with you know disabilities and can't you know kind of get around or whatever else like that that would have been nice right to move them out temporarily and just like i said even if you even if you couldn't do that try to provide some type of accommodation 
I don't know if it's a discount on a, I don't know if it's a discount on the ring. But no, it, it, it be the little things. When when it's big stuff like this going on, it be the little things. You oh, you should have considered. I know these people can't. I know these people can't get out and about like that. Let me hire some people, buy some cases of water, give everybody something. Something. Don't be sitting up in that office and stop me for There's 36 people in each building. 36. Oh, wow. That building big, too. So, like I told you, they do got some spaces because that building big. Amen. We know the manager is doing what her boss tells her. It's the owners. Yes. That's my government say that. Yeah, she's just doing what her boss tells her and stuff like that. And I get it. But that's what I be telling. I that's what I be telling my boss. I would be like, mm-mm, y'all gotta do something for these people. This this is a hazard. This is a hazard. Like seriously, I don't know. She gonna call. We get amen to the property manager. But guess what? That's what the job entitles, and that's why you supposed to manage it. So people are gonna come to you. So why the resident? Manages. She did tell everybody that it's um not thirty six people. She said thirty six apartments. Oh, okay, oh. thirty six apartments. Oh, okay. that's still that's a lot. That, that's right. Still that goes to the point that I was making about that elevator having to go up and down, taking people there, and then the that's, the, that's, the, a lot. that's a lot. That's a lot. The people that could be going to the elevator. Right, and that's right. 20, that's thirty six apartments, and I know I think they start from two bedrooms on up. Two bedrooms, like three bedrooms or whatever else like that. So yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of traffic. So mm, they're bad for not considering doing this for uh when they when they develop this building. Like I can't believe nobody considered it. Yeah, they got two and three bedrooms. Yeah, I can't believe that nobody considered it. So that's 36 apartments. Even if you had two people living in each one, what's that? 72 people. That's 72 people right there in and out of this building all day. Different schedules, different work schedules, different all that and stuff like that. Even if it was just two people. even if I, Yeah, that's a lot. And it is big, like I said, they... they it's nice. It's nice. It's laid out. It gives you like a luxury, like the lobby and stuff like that. Give you like a luxury hotel type of feel. That's why I said that one of the most shabby things that does not really they ain't spend that much money on the elevator. Tell me I'm like they they spent all that money. I don't know. That probably was one of the last things they did after they spent their money on that decor and all that other stuff and everything else like that because they ain't spent all that money on the elevator like that. They didn't. They spent a whole bunch of money in the elevator. That's why it's broke down. That's why it's broke down, baby. I, I wonder how many floors it is. I think it's like... I can't even remember how many floors. I think it's like four floors. Maybe four floors. Man, maybe four, four, five floors. I don't know, but we talked about it and I got it. Which is in a 
Are you just you, are you just swiping it away and not, you got you're gonna have to um, start hitting ignore on those calls because we can't hear you right now. Oh shucks! I swiped it off. Over. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Apologies, audience. I usually have on. You know what I tried to start making them my business to do was to put on the do not disturb, but I forgot it tonight. So I'm, I apologize <laughs> that you guys could not hear me. But I was giving a shout out to the individual um, who was just now trying to reach out to me, who was Tamika Chini at the Southlands Boutique. I give her several shout outs here on the show. Um, just passed this weekend. Something I was supposed to go to, you couldn't make it. After coming from the event where I was so happy to be able to volunteer for the MBX 32 back to school event, it was lovely, it was lovely, and it was very fun. But after I came from that, I was done. I was done. I supposed to made it up to a Baltimore Fashion Week event. Yes, they had their image awards um, section. They had their runway show and all that. And guess what? Chess World the Empress Lady Kate Mix. I missed all of them. I missed the last year too, but last year they didn't let me in because I wasn't vaccinated. So that was the situation last week, last uh, last year. But this year I lied to you now. I came I even had told them that I had to leave early. I said, I have to leave. I think their event was over at 2 o'clock. I said, I'm going to be leaving early because I'm trying to go and support another event. So I'm going to have to leave early around like 1. So they was like, okay. But you know when you're somewhere and you're in the stuff and you're volunteering. By the time I looked, it was 2 o'clock. But I said, oh, it's still the time because you know what? I can still go up there. I know I had just talked to Monty, who was working real closely um, with the individuals to put this event on and stuff like that. I said, he told me that the round really show started at 3 o'clock. So I know I missed the Impact Awards and all that stuff like that. And I think the Impact Awards was like invite only, right, Moni? That wasn't for everybody, right? Yeah, for everybody. The Impact Awards was done in the middle of the runway show. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it was done in the middle of the runway show. I thought, see, I thought it was going to be done um, before that. Well, I would have got to see it. Yeah, I would have got to see it. So what mm-hmm. happened was I came home and I said, you know what, I'm going to go in here. It was 2 o'clock, help uh, clean up a little bit. So I probably left there by like 2, 2.30 or so. I said, I'm going to go in the house. I'm going to shower real quick. Already had what I was going with, something real comfortable, whatever. It actually was a top um, from um, the Style Lounge Boutique that's owned and operated by uh, Mika. So I said, I'm going to go put my top on, I'm going to do it. Money sent me a message like, hey, what happened to you? I think I was doing my my normal thing. I swear I'm gonna stop because he said I sent him too many messages and messages. But I be sitting around looking at stuff when I laugh. I be trying to give other people a laugh, right? And he was like, "What's happening?" I was like, "I know. I came from that thing, and I'm sitting here, and I was, I'm still sitting, and I was, I was sitting on the chair with my head leaned over, <laughs> and I could not get up. By the time I looked, baby, I even had tickets." But a comedy show, a Baltimore Comedy Factory, I missed that too. I could not get myself together. The show had started at 9.30. By the time I looked, I was on that chair. I never even made it to get in the shower or anything else like that. See, sometimes I try not to go up and get in the beat because I want to wash up and all that first. After being outside, I went there. I was going to lay in my bed. I hate that, right? So I'm like, I'm going to sit right here for a few so I don't go to sleep so I can get up. Yeah, so I never got to shower or nothing. 
when I woke up, it was like 8.45. <laughs> it was 8.45. I called myself like, oh, I'm going to go run in the shower. I'm going to try to run out here and go to the comedy show. Did not happen. It did not happen. I'm telling you. Woo, this 41, I be trying to have fun, but it be a lot of stuff that I don't get done. But charge it on. I don't know. Not my heart, because I definitely, definitely, definitely mean well. I'm almost up out of here, guys. I know. Time goes fast. Look, when you're talking fast, right, just like chance, because y'all know that's what I do. But I'll be back through here next week. Y'all know, same time, same place, grace in the space with almighty God on my side, telling me to tell you to continue to thrive, thrive, thrive. And y'all know, God loves you. God bless you. You better live. Make sure you come and join me now. Make sure you come and join me. If you haven't already been to my page to like it, like it, comment, share it, tell a friend, or tell a friend. They hate it too because they say you ain't popping if they ain't talking. So talk your shh. But people just want to talk shh, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all know I'm always laughing, always trying to enjoy life. Sometimes you just got to laugh to yourself. But I'll be back through here, y'all, talking to y'all about some more of the what and the what and some more of the what in the world. Let me get just a little recap. A recap, right? Y'all don't never know when I'm going to end it, right? Y'all just thought I was going to end it right there, but I wasn't. Um, but we talked about a lot tonight. Yes, I talked about the lawsuit or the settlement, the young lady who received $800,000 for the McDonald's nugget that burned her leg. I also talked about this Ronda Sanders and them all them showing down in Florida, messing up that educational stuff. Don't want black history to be taught for real, for real, because they say black history is American history, a duh, happening in America. But guess what? Y'all trying to whitewash it. Um, I talked about that and talked about the yeah, mm -hmm, something's got to be done. Dag on Trump, who is running for president. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. That's scary. I talked about him and all his goons and that whole enterprise that he was running, trying to overturn that 2020 election. It's definitely catching up to him. They say, calm, it's calm, all right? And what you do in the dark surely will be brought to the night. Something has to be done. And if ain't nothing done, I'm going to do something. Talking about those issues out there in my station, apartments out there in Dundalk. If anybody have any suggestions, come on, give us some suggestions. Give us some suggestions. Hopefully they've seen it. Somebody's seen it. Or guess what? Call a hug. Keep on doing what y'all got to do. I'm definitely going to be praying for y'all. hope that that part be coming in a couple of days. But talk to that property manager and tell them, order a whole nother elevator. Put it in the bag. Because this can't happen no more. What you say, Marty? <laughs> I wasn't add something real quick. I was gonna comment on that um on that McDonald's story, but and then I was just like, you know what? I really don't care. But at the same time, I kind of do. Right. <laughs> what happened? What you was gonna say? Stop it! You went to McDonald's to get hot food. I don't understand why you steered them for getting burned from the food you went to go get you them. Did. Oh, God. You did. And then you and then you let your daughter eat them nuggets in the back seat. That's what that's they were supposed to be hot. They wasn't supposed to be cold or lukewarm. Why would you want lukewarm food? You don't even know if that food is at lukewarm temperature even was meeting the right uh, criteria for being right. served. 
if it's warm or lukewarm. But, 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 but that's what I'm saying, though, Moni. And when I'm saying kudos for her for, for pursuing it and whatever else the case, but my whole point was how really hot could that could have been? Right, it could like you said, it's not fried in grease. Those McNuggets are not it's fried. Not. In <laughs> but she was scarred. They said they said she was scarred, baby, and she received second degree burns. And she could have been in that back seat with a, a cigarette lighter, making them chicken nuggets hotter and burning the inside of her. Leg. I'm all right, I'm done. That's it. I'm or done. she put it on a metal buckle and did it with her daughter. And then why was it sitting on her leg for two minutes when it was burning the baby leg? That baby was eight years old. That baby ate. Happy meal. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this was a happy meal. Like, I'm sick of it. I, I, I'm all right. I'm done. <laughs> but the judge gave it to him, baby. The judge said, that they ain't had no fair warning on there to warn people not to eat excessively hot food. But just like I say, considering but, it was McDonald's. The back of the package or in, in, in all, all those McDonald's boxes, they caution the food is hot and in inside. It says that. <laughs> I don't the, know. One case that I will agree with, you know, them on is back in the day, the cups, the coffee cups. Remember the case with the coffee cup when they sued the person, right. um, when they sued McDonald's with the coffee cups being right. too hot? And that one was called, and that one, in that case, the cups did not say caution with the in, the stuff in the inside is hot. Right, they surely say caution. But I think they learned their lessons from there. So I don't understand this one. I, I, you don't remember all of the cups now at McDonald's say something caution or something about caution. Yeah, something caution. But even even the reason to why the judge ruled it, because he said that they were failing to warn about potential danger of consuming excessively hot food. Like that was my point. Excessively hot. It why do you have to be warned on that? Why do you have to be warned on that? <laughs> wow, that's just like the gorilla glue girl, right? Like you know that don't go in. Why would you use that as gel? But why do you have to be warned? Wow. That food could be. Don't you see? T I mean, TV shows you that when people put stuff in their mouth, that's high. They ha, 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 ha. come on. Yes, and even eight years old and eating them nuggets or whatever else like that. I mean. When you say that it was, it ain't like it. Now I can see if it like the box, which name, and it fell from the bottom of the box. But this was a child picking up a nugget and then it fell on the seat. So I don't know. I'm just ain't seeing and it. At the same time, we already know as soon as you open the lid on McDonald's food, it's instantly cold. Soon as put it in the box, <laughs> you talking about when they open the lid? When you open it? When they open it to put it in? I'm talking about when they opened the lid and they got it and they probably saw a little bit of smoke come out. As soon as that lid opened, that food cold already. Yes. Baby, it's cold when they pull that tray out and when they put it, when they open the lid. French fry, they're french fries before they get cold. You got to shove them all in your mouth at one time just to feel the warmth because they'll be cold. And, and that's what I was already saying. McDonald's food, you got to eat it in the car. You have to eat it fast. As soon as they give it that to you, that's nothing that you can bring home. So, how people, and you know, me and you both DoorDash. I don't know how people even do DoorDash from McDonald's. From fast food. They put your cup, they put the cup of soda in the inside of the bag, knowing damn well that's just like a refrigerator. <laughs> okay. And a little bit of heat that they did have going to go in the cup and melt the ice. Or they be getting milkshakes, and then the milkshake be a damn. 
nothing. I was watching one man um, pick up an order the other day, and he was like trying to be good to the, you know, trying to, you know, be the advocate of his customer, basically, right? Right. So, he goes in and he grabs the food, you know, tells him the number, grabs the food, and then he proceeds to fill the bag to see if the food's still hot. He was like, I think you should do this. He's going to tell them, I think you should do this over because the food's not hot. They told him, sir, this food's been sitting here for 10 minutes. That's why this food's not hot. And we're going to ask you to deliver that as is. <laughs> they're, oh, not really? wrong, they're not wrong. Right. I should have sent you sent that request to that customer when the food was finished being completed. When it was me. Not after the fact. <laughs> and guess what? See, that's doing too much. See what I'm saying? Something has to be done, but then something will just be doing too much. Well, my day. Our time is up. It so is. I'll be glad when he comes back to talk or talk about this. So we can talk about a whole bunch of this stuff some more, okay? Because I'm definitely going to be coming through there. But y'all, I love y'all. God loves you. God bless you. We're going to talk about it some more next week. So, you know, you got to watch the show. Watch the show. Come on back. But you know what it is. You know what it gives. It's more than like the dimes. But yeah, you better live. See you next week.